It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. We have a lunatic named Chris Russell that works for this radio station. I'm yeah, sure I know that guy. I'm sure you're familiar. I was just curious what your opinion is on him. Well, <laughs> never really liked Chris. Yeah. Honestly. Really, anybody at the media at all, everybody who shreds me in the media, I'm not a big fan of. But No, Chris has always been pretty fair. I like Chris. What's up, everyone? Welcome aboard to the weekend edition, episode number 110 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. This will cover... Friday, October 26th through Sunday, October 28th at 1 o'clock Eastern time, which is kickoff for the Redskins. The first place Washington Redskins at 4-2 and two at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey against the 1-6 and six New York Giants. Again, 1-6 and six Giants off of the Monday night football loss in Atlanta. And that game again at one o'clock Eastern time uh, at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, where the Redskins ended up last year's season with a loss and were denied the opportunity to finish up with a three game winning streak and also a 500 record. Seemingly, the Giants know how to beat the Redskins and nobody else. They're two and one against the Redskins. I think it's in their last 24 games uh, total and well. They're, uh, I think, 2-19 and 19 or something against the rest of the NFL in that span. So uh, this is nevertheless a very, very, very important game for the Washington Redskins. All right, let's get to it because we have a lot to get to uh, right away, uh, and we have a stacked show for you. Uh, coming up, we'll give you some really great numbers on the Giants and what you could kind of look at and expect in Sunday's game as well. We'll let you hear what the experts are saying about the Washington Redskins uh, as they enter week eight of the NFL season with the lead in the NFC East as well. We will have our Sunday six-pack of NFL selections against the spread, including a pick on the Redskins and the Giants. So We have a stacked, stacked show for you here uh, on this weekend edition, uh, episode number 110 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. All right, so the practice report and injury report from Thursday was that Jamison Crowder, once again, did not practice. Neither did Zach Brown, who's dealing with a flu and also an oblique injury. Quentin Dunbar, once again, did not practice with the shin and the nerve issue, which is very troublesome at this point. Sean Laval, who returned to the lineup last week, was limited, as was Adrian Peterson. Paul Richardson, who missed last week, Brandon Scherf. And Chris Thompson, who has missed the last two weeks, were all limited, as was Morgan Moses and Fabian Moreau. Jay Gruden uh, said basically they're evaluating Zach Brown's status. We should know more on Friday. Obviously, again, dealing with flu-like symptoms doesn't seem like the oblique is that big of a deal, but Zach Brown off of his best game of the year, certainly uh, that situation warrants some watching, especially with uh, a 
dynamic, explosive threat in Saquon Barkley on the other side, which we'll talk about him in just a little bit. As far as Quentin Dunbar goes, according to uh, Jay Gruden, he ran a little bit on the side on Thursday at Redskins Park. Uh, and did um, a little bit of work, again, with the trainers, but not really anything in the practice. So once again, that is concerning as we move forward. That probably means that Dunbar is going to be very iffy, if not ruled out for this game, and that Greg Stroman and Adonis Alexander will once again have to man that area, and they will draw some matchups with Odell Beckham for sure. Also, Chris Thompson, uh, Jay Gruden said they were kind of playing it by ear um, and, you know, they'll have a better feel for it on Saturday morning. Fingers crossed, but uh, it's going to be more. It seems like a pain tolerance issue. So uh, Thompson said earlier in the week to reporters at Redskins Park that he thought he was going to play. So hopefully uh, he will. All right, let's get you what the experts if you will are saying about the washington redskins four and two start this courtesy of scott allen and the dc sports blog and the washington post who notes that the redskins at four and two um and for the first time since 2000 the year 2000 they'll enter week eight atop the nfc east first time since 2000 need not remind you it's now 2018 uh, hopefully that year doesn't or this year doesn't end the way that year did uh if you may remember in 2000 they started six and two under norv and then lost four of five norv got fired the redskins finished eight and eight that year now Deion sanders we mentioned him earlier in the week with high praise for alex smith he had more of it on nfl network on nfl prime uh, he was talking about how good he thinks the Redskins are and why he thinks they'll win the division, saying, quote, Philly is not the Philly of old. Carson Wentz is not back to where he once was. Everybody in the offseason, they took time to study the Eagles and dissect these guys, and now they've kind of got these guys figured out. The Giants are the Giants. You don't believe in Eli Manning. You don't believe in nobody in New York. Again, the Redskins opponent. Now, Washington just defeated the Dallas Cowboys. Now, when his co-host Shannon Sharp objected to that, picking the Eagles and still saying that Carson Wentz is the best quarterback in the NFC East, and remember what we told you about Rich Gannon, what he said earlier this week, that Alex Smith, he felt, was the best quarterback in the NFC East and the best at turnover protection in the NFL, he said Dion did. Quote, you need to stop – you need to, quote – you need to quit disrespecting Alex Smith. People are underestimating Washington. Adrian Peterson is running the ball effectively. This line is moving people. Alex Smith is moving the ball. He's hitting the open guy. No, he's not. He's not being detrimental to his team. That's iffy. Now all you need is a sound defense. They've got that, and that's what they are. DJ Swearinger, Sanders said he should be up in the running for all pro now with the way he's performing at safety. I think we can pump the brakes on that. He was great early on. Let, let's pump the brakes on that. Willie McGinnis on NFL Network earlier this week said, quote, the Redskins offense is not explosive. They're at the bottom of the league when it comes to scoring points. That is true. They do find ways to win football games. I'm still quoting here, which is important, and they don't beat themselves, but they don't have a real big vertical game. They don't throw the ball down the field. That's not necessarily true. Um, they just haven't been accurate with it. Offensively, which we've touched on a number of times, offensively, 
further quoting the Guinness here, they're going to run the football, they're going to dink and dunk you, they're going to try and convert, and they're going to do things not to lose the football. It's not a shocker that they're one of the top teams in not turning the ball over because Alex Smith is their quarterback, and that is absolutely correct. Washington has five turnovers, second fewest in the NFL. Uh, of course, they rank 25th in scoring the Redskins a plus six in turnover margin. Furthermore, a couple more experts. Hall of Fame receiver Chris Carter uh, called the Redskins a quote-unquote good quality football team. Uh, and said they were, quote, a tough, gritty football team. There's not one unit on this team you're in love with. Most of their running backs are hurt. Alex Smith is who he is. 14 completions on Sunday. Wide receivers, he said, eh. Defensive backfield, Josh Norman is not the player he was. They do have a consistent little pass rush as a group, but not a great group of linebackers. It has to be the head coach. That's Jay Gruden. And what he's doing week in, week out to give Washington a chance. That's interesting because most people are somewhat down on Jay Gruden. D'Angelo Hall on the Sports Junkies on 106.7 The Fan earlier this week said, quote, in order to be great, I mean, really, really great, you got to have your 300-pounders talking trash and hitting guys in the mouth. They got to be the toughest guys on the field, and you can see that transition happening now where Jonathan Allen's a lot more vocal Deron Payne's talking a bit more. Those guys haven't come from the program that they came from at Alabama. There's no better person to learn from and no better person to understand what it takes to be great than guys who are great in college. One other note just from Allen's piece in the D.C. Sports Bog in the Washington Post. The Redskins defense has allowed 18 pass plays of at least 20 yards or more through the first six games, which is tied for fourth fewest in the NFL. I would have thought it would be more, but... It's not because the secondary and the pass coverage has certainly been the weakness. And he also notes, and this I pretty much was sure of, Washington has yet to allow a 20-yard rush, which is such a huge improvement. And obviously what they've done against Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, and Alvin Kamara, not so much against Mark Ingram in that Saints game, but you get the point. Can't shut down everybody. A couple other quick notes before we take a quick time out here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Again, episode number 110. 538.com gives the Redskins a 53% chance to make the playoffs, a 41% chance, a chance to win the NFC East, with the Eagles having the second highest chance of winning the East at 39%. However, footballoutsiders.com, gives the Redskins a 55.7% chance of winning the NFC East based on their metrics and a 63.9% chance of making the playoff picture as a whole. Uh, FootballOutsiders.com also gives the Redskins a 10.8% chance at a first-round buy, meaning one of the two top seeds, and a 1.6% chance of getting that number one seed, uh, which is hard to fathom. 27.4% chance the Redskins get that number four seed, which would have them, of course, on the first weekend of the playoffs as a division champion, hosting the five seed at FedEx Field. 
All right, when we come back right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, we'll do a little eye on the enemy. We'll do this every Friday as we focus in on the opponent from a numerical perspective and give you some facts and figures and stuff you need to be prepared for. That's next right here on the weekend edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, guys, we're back right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 110, the weekend edition spanning from October the 26th through October 28th, 2018, leading up to kickoff 1 o'clock Eastern time at MetLife Stadium, East Rutherford, New Jersey, between the 4-2 first place Washington Redskins, the 1-6 New York Giants. Time now for a little eye on the enemy. We'll do this every Friday starting from here on forward or the day or the podcast before uh, the game, such as the point with, obviously, uh, a Thanksgiving Thursday game coming up. Uh, the Giants on Thursday signed Corey Coleman, the former, former first-round uh, wide receiver pick uh, out of Baylor with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, as you know, he was kind of a bust in Cleveland, went to Buffalo, was released from there. He's worked out for a number of different teams. And they signed him to the active roster after signing him to the practice squad earlier uh, this year to replace Damon Snack, Snacks Harrison, uh, who they ultimately got a fifth-round conditional pick from Detroit. And, of course, that's going to hurt the Giants' run defense in this particular game, uh, which has been pretty darn good overall as they try and limit or control Adrian Peterson. The Giants are off a 23-20 loss on Monday Night Football, again, to drop to 1-6 at Atlanta. Score, probably not indicative of the game as a whole. It was scoreless until uh, past the midway point of the second quarter, so that's good for the Giants, and obviously they made a comeback. However, you know, the Giants had six points, six with 7.47 left to go in the fourth quarter. So let's not kid ourselves. It wasn't a back-and-forth game all along. Again, it was scoreless until past the midway point of the second quarter, so that's good. But from that point on, about four or five minutes left to go before halftime until, you know, again, seven-and-a-half-ish minutes left to go in the game. So almost a two-quarter span, the Falcons were pretty much in control. Um, Eli Manning was 27 of 38, 399 yards in the comeback bid, a touchdown, no interception. So that's key. Saquon Barkley, uh, held down mostly in check, 14 carries, 43 yards, did have a touchdown, nine receptions for 51 yards on 10 targets on the year as a rusher. He has 98 attempts, 481 rushing yards, a 4.9 average, a long of 68. That was good for a touchdown and five scores. Um, Barkley as a receiver, 49 catches, 424 yards, an 8-7 average, a long of 57, which was again a touchdown and two total scores. So he's got seven Total scores in seven games to Saquon Barkley for the New York Giants. Clearly a very effective weapon for them. Now, Odell Beckham, as you know, is a major, major diva, a major pain in the butt. 53 catches, 
649 yards on the year. Had a monster game last Monday night, 8 for 143 on 11 targets. Did have the late touchdown from a yard out uh, with just a couple of seconds left. Uh, again, we've got to keep everything in perspective, but he averages 12-2. That's kind of low for a guy with his speed and athleticism and power and strength and all that. Um, and only two touchdowns as a receiver. But remember, he also threw on a flea flicker a very long touchdown to Saquon Barkley down in Carolina a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so that is certainly something the Redskins, I'm sure, are honing in on uh, during the week of practice, the trick play capability uh, to you know, Barkley, uh, certainly the Redskins, I'm sure, are practicing different variations of it. Um, one thing to kind of keep in mind, you know, yes, the Giants lost that game. Yes, they didn't come alive until midway through the fourth quarter. But Atlanta did hit a 56-yard field goal in a, you know, in, in a, the roof was open, but it was a nice night out uh, at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, as the ultimate difference, and that was just under two minutes left to go. So ultimately, the Giants did push them to the brink, and like we said, that game was scoreless until about five minutes left to go before halftime. Giants were 5 of 12 on third downs on offense. They allowed 7 of 13 on third downs. Only had 61 rushing yards, but only allowed 67 rushing yards. Tevin Coleman had 30 of those on a 30-yard touchdown run, in which he appeared for the most part untouched. Certainly, again, a good overall performance, but now you have to kind of wonder without Damon Harrison, uh, old snacks, how that's going to affect their run defense. Uh, so we'll have to see. On the season, the Giants 38.4% on third down three of eight on fourth down a 29 point uh, a 29 minute and 34 second possession average time of possession average 364 360.4 net yards of offense uh, per game five nine per play 83.7 rushing yards per game uh, 24 sacks allowed in seven games, so that's over three sacks allowed per game. Eli completing 69.1% of his passes, a 7.7 .7 yards per attempt rate, four interceptions, a 94.1 rating. I don't think Eli's been as bad as everybody else thinks he has. Of course, the numbers late in that fourth quarter against Atlanta certainly help and inflate those numbers a little bit, but even before that, I didn't think Eli was as bad as everybody made him out to be. Certainly having Beckham and Barkley absolutely helps. The Giants, real quickly, were uh, have been outscored 185 to 137 on the year, cumulatively 37 to 23 in the first quarter, 58 to 32 in the second quarter. Now they've outscored opponents 22 to 20 in the third quarter, which is interesting because, as we know, the Redskins have struggled so, so terribly to score in the third quarter of all of their games. It's six games. They don't have a touchdown uh, yet in those six games, and I think it's a cumulative total of just six points in the third quarter this year. Uh, it might be nine right now. Uh, I'll have to double-check on that. And the Giants are getting outscored 70-60 to 60 in the fourth quarter. So that's a little inside the numbers. Eye on the enemy look at the New York Giants, who are 1-6, and six, hosting the first-place Washington Redskins at 4-2 and two on Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And again, the Giants beat the Redskins in the season conclusion. 
uh, at MetLife last year where the Redskins were trying to go for three in a row and an 8-8 eight and eight record. And, of course, waltzed into FedEx Field to end the 2016 season. Absolutely not needing that game at all. They were set for the playoffs. They knew who they were going to play. They could do nothing uh, for their seating or matchup or anything like that. And the Redskins just needed to win, and they were in. And the Giants won. So the Giants have a good recent history against the Washington Redskins, and the Redskins are going to have to be on their toes for sure. All right, we'll come back for our final segment together on this weekend edition, episode number 110 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. We will have our fantasy football freebies fix. Yes, we found a new name for it. I think I'm going to go with that. Uh, And as well, our NFL Sunday six-pack Six games against the spread picks, winners, hopefully. Uh, An update on last week's picks, including a Redskins-Giants selection for you against the spread as well for those of you that like to put a little juice down on these NFL games and the Redskins game as a whole. All right, it is the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for downloading us. I'm Chris Russell. You can find me on Twitter at WrestleMania621. You can email me at uh, WrestleMania09 at gmail.com. That's WrestleMania09 at gmail.com. Thanks for being with us on the Locked on Redskins podcast. But first, guys, is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Well, your company can be mentioned right here and right now. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors they hear on their podcasts. Our demographic is 98% males and has more education and earning than traditional media audiences. Have your company sponsor this podcast, Locked On Redskins, and the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Email me at russellmania 9 That's R U S S E L L M A N I A 9 russellmania 9 at gmail.com. And I'll get you all the details. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, we're back for a final segment together here on the weekend edition of the Locked On Redskins podcast, episode number 110. Thanks again for being with us. I'm Chris Russell. Let's get you your fantasy football freebies fix with a big HT, a big hat tip to my pal Evan Silva of Roto World, who did a tremendous job breaking down all of these matchups as he does each and every week, getting you set for the NFL action with all sorts of great fantasy nuggets and stats and numbers to kind of put everything in perspective. Uh, Here's a couple of guys that you would certainly uh, consider, of course, if you have them already, you're going to play them, yes, but if you're in a daily fantasy league, you certainly want to uh, go figure. Look at Todd Gurley. Uh, from the Los Angeles Rams against the Green Bay Packers, who are allowing 4.69 yards per rush attempt on the season and five touchdowns to opposing running backs. Robert Woods, his teammate, 
with the Rams. Go figure. Seven targets last week against the young secondary. According to Silva of Roto World, 653 air yards for Woods to lead the NFL. And Green Bay's secondary and defense has allowed the fourth most touchdowns to wide receivers in the NFL this year at 10. So certainly a couple of good, strong plays there for your fantasy football freebies fix. Kirk Cousins, former Redskins quarterback. Yeah, Sunday Night Football at home against the New Orleans Saints rematch of the playoffs. Last year, remember Case Keenum was the quarterback. That miracle play at the end to Stephon Diggs. Still has Diggs. He, of course, has Adam Thielen, who's just tearing it up. New Orleans, their defensive uh, pass coverage has been dreadful this year. A little bit better last week. Uh, They've allowed the NFL's second-highest passer rating at 112.2, according to Silva. Third most yards per pass attempt at 8.7 while also ranking the uh, in the bottom 10 in sack rate at 5.8% and second to last in quarterback hit rate at 10.6%. So that's all good news for Kirk Cousins, who of course likes to turn the ball over on fumbles, but has been much, much, much better over the last three, four years in terms of avoiding interceptions, doesn't usually get sacked a whole ton, and again has those weapons that he has against that suspect pass defense of the New Orleans Saints. I would definitely play Kirk Cousins if you had the opportunity, especially in a daily league. Corderell Patterson, he is making a comeback. New England Patriots, Um, especially if you get credit for individual special teams play. Of course, he had the big kick return last week, but he's even contributed as a receiver. Uh, And, you know, look, it doesn't take a whole lot to be successful in the Patriots scheme. Yes, I know Gronkowski's probably coming back against Buffalo. Yes, I know they're going to be targeted. Josh Gordon's going to be targeted. I I get it. I understand that. I think Corderell Patterson can be a sneaky effect because he's not going to draw a lot of attention. Uh, Buffalo traditionally hasn't been great on special teams, although uh, with our old pal Lorenzo Alexander, maybe they're um, you know better than I'm giving them credit for. But I, you know, if you're kind of looking for a, an extra, extra wide receiver, I would kind of roll the dice with Corderell Patterson and hope that I come up lucky there uh, for the Patriots against the Bills. How about Kareem Hunt against the Denver Broncos for the Kansas City Chiefs? Hunt 175 total yards and a touchdown in week four against the Broncos. That was at mile high. Uh, the Broncos are allowing 6.71 yards per carry to running backs, opposition running backs in the last month, while Kansas City has, um, you, you know, while Kansas City has obviously gotten Hunt back on track after kind of focusing on the passing game uh, early on in the season, he has 50-plus receiving yards in three of the last four weeks, four-and-a-half targets per game on average, according to Silva. So you get the dual versatility there out of Kareem Hunt. And we mentioned him earlier, of course, Saquon Barkley against the Redskins. Sure, the Redskins have done a tremendous job against McCaffrey, Kamara, and also Ezekiel Elliott, but I love Barkley as a receiver. I don't know how he's going to run the football uh, against Jonathan Allen, Matt Ioannidis, uh, and um, Deron Payne. Uh, the Redskins have done a really good job, as I mentioned, against those running backs, only allowing 2.89 yards per carry. It's him as a receiver that I would worry about against a suspect secondary 
And the way that you can use Saquon Barkley, uh, to me, that's the matchup that I'm kind of looking at. He leads all NFL running backs and targets as a pass receiver at 61 catches, 49, and receiving yards at 424. I would avoid using LaShawn McCoy of the Buffalo Bills going against the New England Patriots. He of course, suffered a concussion, might not even play. All right, real quickly, the NFL Sunday six-pack selections uh, from week six when we started doing this, three, three, and one. Last week, yuck, two and four. We had Detroit plus the three. We won on that. Chargers minus the six and a half. They won but didn't cover out in London against Tennessee. We took San Francisco for some unbeknownst reason of mankind plus the nine and a half, and they got drubbed. We took Dallas minus one and a half over Washington. You know what happened there. Uh, we did have Kansas City minus the six over Cincinnati, so that was a win. And Atlanta, we had them minus five and a half, and that was looking good until the end. And, of course, the Giants backdoor covered. So two and four last week. Uh, again, since we started doing these picks, five wins. Um seven losses, and a draw. This week, we'll go through these real quickly. Cleveland plus the eight at Pittsburgh. Still no Le'Veon Bell. Still uh, no sign of him to come. Cleveland has kept all of these games close. You know how many overtime games they've gone. Yes, this is a tricky spot. Yes, they could get blown out. But I think Cleveland will hang in there. That Pittsburgh defense is not great. I'll take Kansas City at home, minus the 10 against Denver. We just talked uh, about all the reasons why you should start Kareem Hunt in your fantasy leagues. Uh, I have no faith in Case Keenum, and that Denver defense is suffering because of it, uh, along with other reasons. Cincinnati at home, minus the 4 against Tennessee. Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers, you know how bad their defense is. Cincinnati should be chilly uh, in the jungle. I'll take Cincy off the rebound of two tough losses against two premier opponents, maybe a a little bit of a fired-up chance to get on track. I'll take Cincinnati minus the four at home against Tampa Bay. Carolina is back at home after the comeback at Philly last week. They're actually two-point dogs at home to the Baltimore Ravens, who probably should have beaten the New Orleans Saints last week. Carolina, I'll take them plus the two at home against Baltimore. And I'll take Minnesota minus the one in that Sunday night football rematch against Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints in the rematch of the playoffs. And finally, as we do each and every week, I'll take the Redskins minus the one now. It opened up, um, actually, it, it opened up minus the one. It's actually now a pick'em, uh, according to Sportsline.com. As of Thursday evening, it's actually at a pick'em. That line could move, as you know. Uh, it's actually a pick'em. It opened up as a minus one, uh, but I'll take the Redskins in a pick'em. The Redskins are four and one this year as a underdog or a pick'em type team. Four and one, so all four of their wins as an underdog or pick'em team. They're a pick'em here. Uh, and I'll take them, Washington, as a pick em over the Giants. So we're going to go Washington over the Giants in a pick em, Minnesota minus the one over New Orleans, Carolina plus two at home uh, as the home dog against Baltimore, Cincinnati at home minus the four over Tampa Bay, Kansas City at Arrowhead minus the 10. We'll lay the big number there against Denver and Cleveland on the road plus eight at Pittsburgh. There you have it, our NFL Sunday six-pack of selections. That's going to do it for the weekend edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 110. You have yourself a great weekend. We'll be back here late Sunday night, early Monday morning with a full recap of the Giants and the Washington Redskins. Hopefully another victory Monday edition of the Lockdown Redskins podcast. Until then, have a great weekend. You can reach me on Twitter at WrestleMania621 or email me WrestleMania09 at gmail.com. Adios. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.